Welcome back to Skin the Surface. My name is Dr. Rena, and I'm a board-certified dermatologist. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about facial hair removal. Specifically, I'm going to be talking about facial razors. But if you're interested in other types of hair removal, stay tuned because in the next few episodes, I'm going to be talking about laser hair removal. But let's start with facial razors. Facial hair removal can really be a daunting task for any female. I mean, whenever I look in the mirror and I see a lot of facial hair, it's just very discouraging. So I get this question a ton. What can I do in terms of using facial razors? Is it effective? Is it safe? So I'm going to be diving into all of those questions. So using facial razors for hair removal has been has become increasingly popular as this is typically really quick. You can do it at home. It's cost effective. It can last for several hours and you often have that added benefit of exfoliating your skin. So why not use it, right? So despite, you know, other types of ways to remove hair, for example, waxing and tweezing and threading, these techniques can be very painful. And sometimes you have to go somewhere else to get them done. So if you get it done routinely, it may, you know, be a pretty penny. Um, And so, you know, using a facial razor may be a helpful alternative for you. So there are other, you know, types of hair removals, um, depilatory creams, um, which are, you know, creams out there that help remove um, hair. They can be relatively inexpensive. You can buy them in grocery stores, Amazon, personal care stores. Um, but sometimes, you know, some of them, not all of them, have an unpleasant odor. Um, if you leave it on your skin, it may cause skin, uh, too long. It may cause skin burning. Um, I've had patients come to me with rashes and irritation from these types of hair removal creams. So it's just something to think about. So As a dermatologist, I often encounter that there are several drawbacks with using facial razors, and I'm going to go over those with you and how to kind of avoid those if possible. So irritation and razor burn are the biggest things. Small cuts and skin infections can definitely be, you know, another thing that um, can be a concern. And then unpleasant ingrown hairs can occur from using facial razors. Or if you have a history of ingrown hairs, it may make it actually worse sometimes. Um, one of the things that may seem, you know, you know, not too difficult to understand, but, uh, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's just hard for all of us is, you know, when you're shaving your legs or your armpits, you may just get in the habit of, okay, I'm going to use this razor. I'm going to use it for everything. I want to warn you, you know, do not use the same razor for your body as your face. This increases the risk for spreading skin infections, specifically bacterial and fungal infections. And this can really lead to some gnarly looking rashes. So do not um, use the same razor. It can also trigger acne bumps in that area. So there are hair removal razors that are available at the you know, on the market. Um, and you can buy them at personal care stores, like grocery stores. Ulta Sephora, or even on Amazon. And these are not like hair removal razors for your body. These are more delicate. They're designed to use specifically on the sensitive areas of your body, like the face and the neck. Um, And it's important to note that these razors cut the hair 
where the hair begins to come out from the skin and does not remove the hair follicle itself. And so in the upcoming episodes, when I'm going to be talking about laser hair removal and electrolysis, we'll be definitely diving into removing the hair follicle itself. So hair removal lasers do not remove the entire hair follicle from its root. It only removes the hair coming from the skin itself. So it may not come to a surprise um, that a dull um, or frequently used razor may actually result in facial stubble, again, because you're removing it from the skin itself. So how does this really compare to threading and waxing, right? So shaving facial hair is less effective, I would say, or less superior to these methods um, of hair removal as the hair follicle, again, is not entirely or completely removed. Um, Shaving hair only removes the part that is visible, right? So I liken this to cutting the stem from the flower, right? The flower will go back as the root and the bulb the life of the flower is still present, okay? Now, um, one of the things that comes up to me, um, comes up in my clinic is patients ask this question all the time and and family members and friends ask us, is the myth regarding hair that is shaved grows back thicker and faster true? Well, no, this, this is not true. As we shave, we're cutting the ends of the hair and that cut or blunt end, also referred to as the stubble, feels thicker. But in reality, the thickness of the hair shaft is unchanged. So with time, that hair shaft will begin to taper and have a fine end. Okay, so I hope that clarifies that question because whenever I Google that too, it comes up and, and, and it comes up in my clinic quite a bit. And I always feel like people are so relieved when they find out that that's not the case. So when waxing, plucking, or threading, we remove the entire hair follicle from its root. And so hair growth does not take does take longer than shaving the hair, right? So as we're only removing the visible part of the hair, you know, it can grow back faster. However, with that being said, if you were to shave, it doesn't make the hair grow faster than a normal rate. So that's another thing that comes up. When I'm shaving my hair, is my hair growing faster than waxing and plucking? Well, no, it's not growing. Your hair growth isn't faster. It's just that we're not, we're only removing, again, the visible part of the hair. So for those that say, you know what, I'm going to go out, I'm going to buy a facial razor, you know, what, what should I know before and what should I look out for? So prior to shaving, wash your face with a gentle hydrating cleanser. The worst thing you can do is just drip all the oil um, and irritate your skin before shaving. So um, I've seen this quite a bit where people use an astringent, like something really drying on their skin and then they shave and then it's just almost like a rug burn, like a rash burn or a rug burn. Not fun. So my top recommendations are the CeraVe Hydrating Cleanser and the La Roche-Posay Facial Cleanser. Again, I do work for these companies. I do not work for these companies. It's just my recommendation, my personal recommendation as a dermatologist. Pat the skin dry gently, avoid scrubbing and rubbing. Again, avoid any exfoliating cleansers, like I mentioned, or any masks like clay masks, mud masks, um, uh, one to two days prior to shaving, as this may actually irritate the skin. And again, strip that protective layer of the skin and make it more likely that you would have a skin burn from shaving or any irritation or rashes. Two, apply a thin layer of a facial moisturizer on the skin 
and gently shave the areas on the face. So in areas around the lips, like the upper and lower lip, it may be helpful to actually stretch out the skin or protrude the skin using your tongue to prevent any redundant skin because this can actually cause some skin cuts. And I've been there and it's not fun. Using short and light strokes in the direction of hair growth is essential to avoid skin burn, irritation, and any ingrown hairs, okay? So always go in the direction of the hair growth. Hold the razor about 45 degree angle to really help, again, prevent the skin cuts. You don't want to come in at 90 degree. You're more likely to create friction and create these like micro cuts within the skin. And again, this could be an opening for fungal infections, bacterial infections, and even viral infections. Most importantly, like I mentioned before, do not, do not, do not use the same razor for the face as a remainder of your body. When you want to look for a facial razor, again, I don't work for this company. It's just my personal recommendation as a derm. Um, I would look at the Revlon facial hair razor um, for safe facial hair removal. Avoid shaving in sensitive areas um, around the opening of the nose and around the eyes. Again, skin cuts in these areas not only may be painful, but you may have an increased risk for serious bacterial skin infections um, that may require oral and topical um, antibiotic treatment. Now, if you have a history of getting um, fever blisters or cold sores, do not shave Um, when you have an active lesion. So if you have a flare, do not shave. Um, If you typically get multiple flares, I would definitely talk to your dermatologist to talk about um, treatment for it, whether it be oral and topical. Um, Because if you shave in an area where you have a cold sore, you may be spreading that cold sore and you may have actually a serious viral herpes infection on the skin, which may lead to actually some scarring on the skin. So this is serious. So if you um, experience these frequent uh, cold blisters or have a history of it, I would even just chat with your board certified dermatologist before even using any of these things. Um, And then also on a side note, when I talk about laser and light devices and electrolysis, I'm going to mention that again as well. So After you have successfully shaved the areas I've shaved, it's essential to apply a non-comedogenic facial moisturizer. So what does that mean? So that means using a facial moisturizer that's gentle, hydrating, but at the same time will not clog your pores. You want something that's hydrating the skin as well as preventing breakouts, right? If you develop razor bumps, skin rashes, ingrown hairs, it's important, again, to talk to your board-certified dermatologist because a lot of at-home treatments may not necessarily be enough. You may need something prescription, whether it be topical or oral. So that is all I have today for facial razors and facial hair removal with skin shaving. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, um, anything that you want to hear more about, feel free to follow us on Skin the Surface Pod on Instagram, follow our website, skinthesurfacepod.com, and subscribe, like, send us messages. Have a great day. Stay safe and healthy.